What can you cut out? My name is Chris Cooper, and every week on this podcast, I try to ask you one big question for you to chew on over the weekend. I call it Food for Thought Friday, and this week I'm asking you something I've probably asked you before. What can you cut? The secret to good writing is not how many words you can get onto a paper. It's not how many books you can write. It's not how many essays you can publish. It's how few words do you need to get your point across? The fewer words, the better. And if you're a fan of Zinser, like I am, you'll know that this usually takes a few passes. You have to cut, and then you go back to your document, and you cut again. And you take 1,000 words to 500, and then you take those 500 to 250, and then you ask, what can I take away further to reduce my point? This helps you focus. And when you're working on your business, if you're trying to get focused on the things that you're doing really, really well, if you're trying to espouse the culture of your business, if you're trying to really focus on the things that work, you need to constantly be asking, what can I cut? When I was a kid, we had an apple orchard. I grew up on St. Joseph Island, which used to be a massive apple producer in Canada. And in the 1800s, we had apple packing plants, and there were all these orchards all over the place. And our farmhouse was built on an original uh, apple homestead. And in our yard were these giant apple trees. And, of course, they had kind of you know gone wild over the years, and they were huge and prickly, but they still produced a fair amount of apples. And so as a kid, I'd go out on our lawn in the summer and I'd just pick these apples and eat them all the time. One day, my dad's friend, John, who's a forester, came by with a chainsaw and cut more than half the apple trees down. He took off all the dead limbs and uh, all the leaves fell off. They looked dead. They looked like a spindly shadow of their former selves. They were cut down to maybe like one or two main branches and that was it. They looked uh, like crap. And I basically thought that they were done, that we were never going to get apples again. So I was pretty upset about it. And my dad uh, gave me this lesson that, look, you have to cut these apples back because the trees will keep trying to fix the dead branches. If the dead branch is still attached, the tree will still try to pump life into that branch. It'll try to reinvigorate that branch. And every year, instead of producing fruit and growing, what it'll try to do is hold on to the dead branches. After we cut the dead branches off, I'm sure you can guess what happened next. The next year, the tree came back with bright new leaves, and it grew about two more feet, and we had twice as many apples. I use the farming analogy a lot when I write because, my friends, we are really cultivating a culture. We are cultivating a community, and we are growing our business, a lot like a farmer does. And the analogy of the apple tree has really served me well. There are a lot of times when a business is growing and doing really well when it's very easy to get complacent. You can look at the books and you can say, yeah, we're making money. Sure, I'm going to take another two to three months before I pay any attention. You can kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit. You can let the apple trees just kind of grow wild because eh, they're still producing fruit. But every quarter, it's really important that you look back at the tree and ask yourself, what can I cut to make this better? What is the 20% of this business that's just kind of floating along and not helping clients? What would clients not miss if I took it away? And would they do better if I did? If I removed this one distraction, would it help them make the right choices? And that is your job as a leader, as a coach, and as a business owner. Let's say that you had a number of members who are following programming from outside your box. And I wrote about the secret squirrel program in an email this week. Let me know if you didn't get it. You know they could do better 
by being in a group, having the motivation of a training partner, listening to a coach, instead of following the secret squirrel program that they pulled off the internet. But you don't want to take Open Gym away because that's what they signed up for. And you might lose that client. And it might be cheaper and that's why they're here. And it's going to be a tough conversation. You don't want to do the hard thing that's necessary because it's the best thing for the client. Just like I didn't want to cut giant branches off my beloved apple trees. It's your responsibility as a farmer, as a leader, to do these tough things. Your job as a coach is to guide people to the best decisions for them as you see it through your education, experience, and broader context. If they don't like the decision, they might leave. That's okay. That doesn't change your responsibility to do the best possible thing for every client. When the time comes where the best possible thing for a client is to remove a distraction for them, remove a bad coach, remove another client, even remove yourself from the business, will you be able to do it or will you have to call in help? What can you remove?